I just went with right. Dom. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I think you can change it. I don't know if it's too late to change it or not. But hey, man, we live. We live. Welcome back. Uh, what's up, Mehul? We made another week. We consistent now. We're doing things. Oh, yeah. We got our lovely guest down there. Our first ever Cowgirls fan on the, on the set. <laughs> I don't know if I appreciate that, but yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys beat our ass. So I, I can't really say anything. I'm sorry. Happy to be God. there. Yeah, no. It's, it's a long season now. Yeah, long season, long season. I got you guys winning the the NFC East anyway, so you know it makes some noise in the playoffs. So hopefully everybody's healthy then. So yeah, we'll say you know we're saying our prayers. Yeah, but I mean I'm with you tonight because you guys play. Oh wait, we can't curse in the first two minutes, but I'm, I'm with you tonight because so we can we can't beat a, a sorry team that I want to curse about. You know <laughs> I hate I hate the Saints as a Falcons fan more than anything else. So I'm rooting for you guys. I, I mean, at this point, I honestly don't even know if I want your support. Oh, uh, but <laughs> uh, you know, go Cowboys! Hey, hey, go Cowboys! All right, um, so we got a couple of things we want to talk about. Um, a lot of things in terms of Web three. Um, you know, in terms of like, I want to talk more about the hardened JavaScript. We t- we talked for a minute. I did a sh- I did a lot of research. Can't curse for the first two minutes. And uh, yeah, man, let's get into it. And I also want to hear your journey in terms of you becoming a uh, becoming in the tech industry more than anything else. And also your journey to Rio, man, because you, you got me interested in making the trip out there. Yeah, well, my my partner actually is from down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the pandemic, that's how I got down here. I mean, we were in New York and then with the pandemic, she came back down here. Uh, where she grew up and then I'm just in the city like you know you're just like grinding away uh, at my old job just paying crazy rent and not I mean so I've been doing obviously a lot of uh, like work outside of like my old jobs within the web3 space in order to kind of learn the whole ecosystem mm-hmm. and uh, I knew that, I mean, coming down here, I couldn't just pass up the opportunity to move down here. Yeah, yeah, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah, I knew that I was going to be able to just focus on really transitioning full-time into the Web3 DeFi space. And yeah, it's been seamless. It's beautiful. Okay. So that's not, whenever you want to visit, we got extra room for you. All right, man. Hey, I will... Hey, I got my vaccination card, so I'm, I'm always down to travel internationally now. So it's all good. Uh, so, yo, Mayhul, you got experience in the Web3 space too, right? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. So you, I'm, I'm, you're already familiar with like the contracts and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm going to not going to lie. I'm doing my, this is the past two minutes. I'm doing my shit ton of research already in terms of like, you know, what Web3 is in the future in terms of like merging. Because well, we, we talk a lot about like the... Um, crypto space we talk a lot about the um blockchain space and like merging the actual javascript tech with that it's just this is next level man it's the next th- next phase of things but yeah i just wanted your thoughts on it too man before we get the deep dive expert on it well i mean without going too deep into it web3 is kind of just the umbrella term for like nfts crypto smart contracts uh what have you, you know, DeFi, because it's just like, 
it's that verifiable transaction, like that's what the blockchain is. Mm -hmm. And so essentially that's the umbrella term, right? Just like how we're web two. It's like web one was like, you know, static internet. You just go read some articles and like, you're good. Uh, web two, in my opinion, started right, right before jQuery came out kind of, that was like the big explosion of interactivity. So like, you know, you create content, you can just interact and stuff. And web three is like, now you own part of the internet, right? Mm -hmm. Like all the content that we're pushing out on Twitter and Facebook and like all these social media apps, like we don't actually own any of that content. All that's owned by, you know, these big corporations. Whereas on the blockchain, you become like, it's verifiable. Like you created this content, you know? So now depending on like what types of smart contracts you're interacting with, it could be like a whole, a whole variety of things that could like arise from this. Uh, I wouldn't say new technology. I would say evolution of technology. Because it's still just the web. It's just on how you interact and engage with creation and consumption is different now. Mm -hmm. And Tom, I'm sure, is going to give like a way better explanation of that shit than I did. <laughs> no, no, I think you're, you're, you're spot on. Like Web3 is really just the term, right, for this whole, like this next coming of the new technologies being built. Mm -hmm. um, I think what there's like the Web3 APIs. That might be one thing that's... Uh, like specific, like specifically Web three. Uh, so in order to, I guess, I think as of right now, like interact with like Ethereum smart contracts, you would have to use, uh, or you, I mean, you could use like a web the Web three APIs, uh, which allow you to just like hook up to wallet providers and stuff like that. Um, and but it's definitely just a broad, you know, it's a, it's a term. Mm -hmm. I'm very um, interested in, in the space. Uh, um, yeah, just decentralization in general, you know. Yeah. So, Rick, uh, one thing is, so like you probably heard about like having like your crypto wallet. Yeah. That's kind of like also your identity in Web three. So like instead of creating like different accounts for all these different websites, like you just connect with your wallet, and like that's you. So it's like true single sign-on kind of in that sense. Like, So how does it work in that space? Like you just pass that actual wallet ID, like the unique identifier in this case, or it's like you, is it like a physical like barcode I'm sending to a platform or something? Um, so like in terms of some MetaMask is definitely the leading like browser plugin. Mm -hmm. The work that they're doing over there, uh, I don't think they, they get enough appreciation uh i think people don't realize like how uh how like sensitive of us of, of, of like of that data is securing like people's funds within a browser wallet uh so yeah shout out to them um but so they have they have uh like some packages um like the metamask provider which would allow you to basically just like write the code in the same way that you would kind of hook into like an auto a login you would just implement the metamask provider uh like there's an api for that and then from there i don't know you, you write the code for it and then you show a button and then connect to metamask and then it will trigger like the MetaMask browser plugin pop up. Let me just hit 
you know, connect. And then you're right there. Hey. So pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm really interested to check that out, too, as well, because it's really like the next wave when you think about it in terms of like anything online purchases. If that if that's the future, this is where it's really going. Like, imagine, like, I don't really have to put in my credit card information anymore. If my wallet can just be who I am, single sign on, like you said, I can handle my transaction from the beginning to the end. Yep. That's oh. definitely a thing like um. Um, because your funds, your identity, it's all kind of put together. And then like, I'm sure you heard about the hype with like the ENS drop that they did a while ago. Yeah. That's not like, you know, like second, not second Genesis, but, um, S E yeah, pretty much second Genesis, whatever the S E E N S. I don't know what game system that was, but super yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Super Nintendo, super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so people have been doing like, and I'm sure you've seen them. Like I own one, um, it's just like your like domain name, but for like the Ethereum blockchain space, and then like Solana mm-hmm. has their own, and it's like dot sol I think. Um, but yeah, so like it just makes it easy to like transfer funds, assets, um, just to know who everyone is without memorizing like this crazy long like you know hash, which would be like your ID number. Or yeah, it'd be like your online social security number. Right, um, and then the nice part also is like. If you do want to be kind of more anonymous, you could just spin up a new wallet and just put a cup, put some funds there to do like some other stuff over here while you might have like your main social wallet identity over here. Mm-hmm. So like I personally have like my normal, like I use MetaMask. Um, I have like my normal mayholetl.eth. It all goes there. And then like I actually have it. I have it somewhere here. I have a physical uh, wallet. Um, shout out to Ledger. And like that's where I put all my important shit. So like it has like physical buttons that you have to press to like do transactions. So like if you get hacked, like it's not as crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. Dang. It's like yeah. a lot of effort if I really want to hack you, basically. Yeah. Like you need or to take you can't off. get fished. Yeah. I think that's the big thing. Is like you think that you're like doing a single sign on with the MetaMask, but like a MetaMask connection, but like something's hijacked the page and you've actually like connected with uh, like not the real MetaMask uh, plugin without even knowing, and they just like uh, steal your funds. Yeah, that's the biggest problem in the space. Like you click mm. an email, shit like that. A lot of scammers out right now. I mean, with any new technology, there's going to be people that try to take advantage. I mean, old technology too. I mean, the banks get scammed too. I mean, I <laughs> allegedly I knew I knew some scammers who were in that space, but you know, yeah. And anything is going to be a scam for it. So somebody's going to get over on it. But yeah. this is a great idea. In terms of like, it, this can like be private transactions. Um, anything, really. This could be pretty cool. Like, I, I never really looked in terms of like the future of Web3. I mean, I looked at him like, oh, yeah, you know, deal with the blockchain a little bit, contract stuff. I never really looked into like an actual decentralized purchases and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. But like, smart contracts are kind of like, um, the blocks of code that you're interacting with when you're doing your transactions. So like, I mean, just cause like the NFT space is, I guess the most popular, most famous uh, kind of like web three thing. I would say mm-hmm. like somebody creates this NFT project, they have this smart contract. And so like you have all these different, like just methods kind of like, Oh, here's the method to mint. 
here's the method on this class to like do X, Y, Z things. And then they'll have like code in there. that's like, Oh yeah, every sale, like the creator gets 5% profit kickback or whatever. And it's just, it's just code that you write. And then yeah, yeah. one can look at the contract ideally. Um, and you know, on Ethereum, everybody can look at it. Yeah, on Ethereum, everybody uh, can look at it. Certain other blockchains, people are talking about doing different things. Personally, I want to see everything. I think that there's some space, there, there might be some uh, like areas where like they're going to need private stuff, like private, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, I think big banks and stuff like that. Uh, like, they're not just going to want like their balance sheets public for the world to view, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, to kind of build on what you're saying with anybody calling the smart contracts. So that's, uh, I'm not sure if you guys follow the DeFi space, but pretty much once a week, a couple million dollars at least gets stolen, uh, gets exploited from these smart contracts. Uh, I think well, it was Badger Finance. It was like a protocol that got hacked maybe today or yesterday. I was just looking at it like $130 million taken. Damn. Uh, and this happens weekly. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like a, a, like a, one, you know, like a one thing uh, occurrence. It's not like, and then, not like the movie Bad Santa. I just saw it again last week. <laughs> this is a classic. I've never yeah. never seen it. This is this might be top five Christmas movies you need to watch. Up there, yeah, up there with Home Alone. I know. Obviously, I've seen that. Mm. But no, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Noted. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm more, I'm super. Uh, oh yeah, I wanted to mention IPFS too. I'm not sure if you guys I are don't. familiar with that project. Put me on game. Uh, with this, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we could transition to that. So IPFS is like this is how I got into the Web three space. I found out about that project. So it's just it's the decentralized web. Uh, so I mean, you guys are like torrenting and like LimeWire, all that, like Cedars, oh, like yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. So it's like the same kind. Con- like same concept, but just with web hosting. Uh, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be oversimplifying it, and I haven't even revisited this like content in super long. Um, but like, basically, it just uh, it decentralizes the web. Like, it removes the need from using these huge like these cloud providers like Amazon. And then, therefore, like it eliminates them getting all your data, you know. And then it also eliminates the single source of failure. Not not hating on Amazon, but uh, <laughs> just like you know how these companies have like total control over the web. And then if you know, like if servers fail, like Facebook and WhatsApp, all that stuff. A few weeks ago, it was like it was down the entire day. Yeah. You know, and that's all because of this whole single point of failure. And so IPFS is one uh, example of like, you know, having 
everybody like having like several different people uh, hosting the the information. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about that single point of failure. And then also, I think it's beneficial for like areas where you might not have like good internet stuff like that. You're just attached. You're just joining the network, kind of like. And I guess because they focus on hosting, because like another project, I guess similar to that would be the Helium project, where they're trying to do wireless internet. I guess through these little machines that people uh, put up. Have you heard about that, Tom? Um, I may have. Is that about like shit? Is that about uh... people are making their own five G? Uh, I guess broadcasters. So like they're creating this network of just the people. Like so instead of like you know being beholden to like a phone company, I guess where like like the same thing. Like they can see all of the data that's going through your phone. The idea is that hey, if we all just put like these machines in our homes and offices or whatever. We have our own like collective network. We don't, and then so we they, don't need them anymore. They pay you and stuff like because like you're using your resources, so like they call it helium mining. I personally haven't looked too deep into it in a long time, but uh, like just like two days ago, my cousin's like, "Hey man, have you heard about this?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, helium yeah, no, mining." I gotta, I gotta check it out. Uh, see, if it, um, see if it's... pardon. Just like, yeah, see if it makes sense to, you know, maybe dip your toes in. I'm looking to that myself. Yeah. I might be able to monopolize my uh, my building. Like TX Finney is doing right now. Yeah, it's like helium.com. So pretty much you yeah. can just go ahead and just put out your own internet and then charge the nearby people to say, hey, you want to use my shit? So the I think the idea is, is like they have their own network already. Mm-hmm. Like what you're doing is you're just like buying like a physical machine, putting it, and then that extends their network. So they have oh, like three hundred thousand okay. machines, just like the same way that like these cell phone companies have their towers everywhere, mm-hmm. except they're like little small like router style things. And so they, and then the helium, like they have their own cryptocurrency, and like you get allocated um, the currency based on the usage. So like if people use your shit, you get more money for mm-hmm. it. Hmm. You might put yeah. me on some. Put me on some every episode, man. Hey, man. You know we try. We learn. We expand. Hey, hey, each one, to each one. Uh, so, Tom, you mentioned earlier uh, DeFi. Um, so, like, are these like the DeFi you're referring to? Like the DeFi tokens themselves are getting hacked more than anything else. Well, the protocols are getting hacked. Uh, so the smart contracts mm-hmm. that, as Muhu mentioned, everyone can call. Uh, so, you know, people are inspecting these smart contracts and, uh, like, finding vulnerabilities in them that mm-hmm. are sometimes super basic. And uh, they're just executing, like, the method within the smart contract using web three APIs. Uh, so, but they're just essentially just executing a function and, you know, they found out that if you pass in like a zero as like the third parameter, it can like, it can just like fuck up everything. And then they can just like siphon out a bunch of funds. Oh shit. I mean, again, I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but I mean, it is stuff that kind of as simple as that. Like there might be, uh, code lines 
like in between like where like a, a user might be like a wallet might be given something mm-hmm. and then like two lines down uh that's when like the actual balance uh of like so the dow hack that was the big one i guess in 2016 it was because like of a re-entrancy bug and so basically uh there was just lines it was just the lines of code thing like before they would update not sure i'm going to speak on this like incorrectly but they had to like uh let's just say keep track of funds and then so uh before they could kind of they would like give you access to the tokens before they updated like the balance of tokens oh wow and then so somebody just went in there and then was able to it was uh just like continuously like steal all steal all the funds within the the whole first ethereum dow uh and yeah, that was 2016. But I, we still see reentrancy bugs all the time. Yeah. Uh, oh, Rick, kind of in con- for more context for that, when we, we worked at the uh, the Orange Company. Oh yeah. Remember, like we work on that point of sale software, and like yeah, if you just mess up one decimal, like all of a sudden you're charging people twice, like you know, ten times as much or something, you know. Or in our case, people were getting taxes up when they yeah. didn't need to. Yeah, there was a loophole. So that's kind of the, the idea because all this code is available anywhere. Like mm-hmm. that understands how to read code can just read through it. Yeah. It's funny. It, that's just like, Oh, Hey, these guys didn't account for this. Let me just try this shit. And then exactly. Hey, I just took a hundred million dollars by accident. <laughs> and, but all right. So the reason why I brought that shit up is I lost a shit ton of money in safe move. Safe move is like a little DeFi token. and pissed me the fuck off after all the hype. Nothing. So uh, that's why I brought out uh, the uh, uh, speculation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a mean token. I, wish... I ain't gonna lie. It was a cool name, Safe Moon. <laughs> I didn't even know if it had DeFi origin. I, I wasn't. I like I heard of it, but I didn't know it had anything to do with DeFi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so when I think of DeFi, like I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with the space. Have you used like Ave? Um, yeah, I've used Aave, um, and then I've staked like Cogecoin a while ago when they were giving like some absurd AP, APY. I was like, it was something like 30,000% APY, and I was like, cool, let me just ride this until like, <laughs> let me ride this for like a month, and then it worked out. Um, yeah, like I've used a lot of those services, mostly um, learning from that app Rabbit Hole. Have you guys heard of Rabbit Hole? No. So, it's essentially just like it's like rabbithole.gg, I'm pretty sure. And it's just like tutorials, but they're like, hey, if you do this, we'll give you this reward. And like those tasks are, hey, stake some cryptocurrency here, or oh hey, use sushi swap, use Uniswap, and just kind of these uh what I guess in the web three space are kind of common transactions just to like help you get used to them. Obviously, it does cost money like gas fees and stuff to do these things. But like they have like quests and like skills and stuff, and then they'll give you like a free NFT for like completing it and stuff. So you get kind of hands-on experience. 
So like I've staked on Ave before because I think that was like one of the skills on there. How are the gas fees? Um, no, like they're at the time, like I, I did it like 3 a.m. or some something stupid just because I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna pay anything crazy. I used to have um I used to have like a Twitter bot that I used to follow that would alert me when gas fees were below 25 guay. Now I think like it's hard to find under a hundred now. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I, I personally think I mean people get upset upset about saying this, but uh like I think it's unusable, like, you know. Uh, yo, they gotta pay like like I'm in different Ave pools, stuff like that. For me to like even so, I, Rick, just to kind of give you an overview. Yeah, I was gonna say, what the hell is a gas fee? In my in my point of view, gas can mean two different things in this case. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. what type of gas fee are you guys referring to? Uh, yeah. So I, I think uh, you got to pay gas uh, in order to execute a transaction. Okay. Uh, like. Uh, kind of Ethereum. So if I'm going to send you $100 in ETH or any token, there's going to be a, a little transaction fee associated with that, mm -hmm. which is what gets paid out to the, the actual miners on the, the blockchain. So the guys uh, facilitating the actual transaction. Yeah. The day, it's just a bunch of people with their computers, right? Mm -hmm. They're paying them for like their electricity costs and their computational cycles and things that they're doing. Yeah, the old co old coworker of mine used to uh Bitcoin big well mine Bitcoin a very long time ago, back when it was like awesome. not even a hundred bucks. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what yeah. she did with it. All right, I hope she kept it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what she did with it, man. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's like all right. impossible to do that now. You know, so, uh Pretty oh, much so in much order to, to run the transaction. So we'll call it like in order to execute a function, you got to pay the toll. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay. And so the more people want to do a transaction at a given time, the, more the higher it is, like actual gas. Okay. All right. Okay. Gas fees. Yeah, exactly. But it gets all messed up. Like, uh, so like with, you know, Uniswap and SushiSwap, these different. Daxes where you can like swap tokens. Yeah, but I, you, I've used sushi before. Sushi and um, what's the other one? That's, some, uh, That's like a common swap because the only one to get uh, safe moon, I had to do some hacky way through my trust there's wallet. Like you wallet there's like there's a lot of them. I got you, you're on Binance. We're on Binance. Yeah, FTX. No, no transaction fees though, I think, right? At least, yeah. Uh, I think Coinbase started charging a transaction. Um, you know, so okay, so for Ave, let's say you got a hundred, you know, or like Rick, you got a thousand BTC. Okay. You know, you have on your your, your computer, uh, and you don't want to sell it, but like you want to be able to use, like you want to be able to basically like you take loans out against it essentially yeah and just uh, get paid interest yeah so i mean you could you could loan it and get paid interest but also if you want to like if you just want to like, get some of your money out 
in like in like a stable coin like USDC or anything mm. without actually giving up the rights to your Bitcoin. Well, uh, like Aave is one DeFi protocol that like you can use so uh, to just literally instantly you know borrow against whatever collateral, which is really really powerful because uh, like traditional banking. Like the whole credit system so fucked up, and then like, you know, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, like, you can't just like go in there and like you can't just get a loan against it like instantly, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's based on the credit uh, system and how you manage your debt, which is is weird. How we actually rate credit is weird as shit. How well can you manage your shits on the debt, basically? Yeah, it's it's super weird. It takes super long, too. You know, like it, it's a process to kind of yeah. do that. Um, so a protocol like Ave, like you're getting way better interest on your deposits, and then if you want to lo- take out a loan against your capital, you can do it just immediately. You know, mm-hmm. without bef- without providing any like identification or anything like that. So like you own your house, right, Rick, or your condo. So like, you remember that process? Like, oh, just to get a loan, you're like, oh, I need this document. I need these tax returns. Whereas like in DeFi, w, yeah, yeah. It's so like whereas in DeFi, it's like cool. I got a hundred. I got a I got a thousand Bitcoin. I have the funds. Okay. Yeah, I mean you, that's how it should be in America anyway. Well, the the bank system here. Uh, so the other idea is, uh. You can also, and it's similar to like, kind of like, I'm sure you've heard about like these uh, tech company CEOs, they have zero salary. They don't take a salary, but they yeah. stocks. So what a lot of them will do is they won't sell their stocks because then you got to pay the tax. Like, you know, that profit, because you're making income. So you got to pay that income tax on the stocks you sell. Mm-hmm. They'll, always, they'll just take loans against their stocks and you don't pay income tax on loans. And and so, like, and you, you know, like the then you can subject it to like long-term capital gain. I mean, so you're paying like five percent interest fees as opposed to maybe 40 percent income tax. Mm-hmm. So, DeFi, you could do certain things like that. I would definitely check out like what a what an accountant and a lawyer would say before I would do anything because I'm not a financial expert. But uh, there's lots of neat little hacks that people do. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. To me, you sound like one right now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's like super powerful. I like it's game changing stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, like the U.S. and just all countries are definitely trying to figure out regulation on everything. Yeah. And, yeah, I was gonna bring that up too as well because because uh, I know Binance was going through that issue too with the whole money laundering. Basically, is a good way to clean money. Like, let's be honest, this is a good way to clean money. If somebody were to do so, I'm not telling people to do that, but it's going to be a problem down the line. So, like, what do you picture, like, the government actually dealing with this shit? Like, handling this? Because you know it's going to be roadblocks, like always. I mean, look what happened with the whole when Bitcoin was popping, we'll say probably two years ago, and all the regulations happened in Asia, which tanked a lot of my coins at that point. Um, The regulations are going to come here. So, well, you know, here in the States, but like, how do you feel like this going mainstream? Is this, will this be the mainstream thing? Cause you, or like, 
we have a future for this product, but will it really sustain? I guess that's a better question. You can, you can give your, your thoughts on that. Sure. Um, so kind of my, what attracted me mostly to Web3, besides like the hype and like, you know, oh, wait, I can make money. Like, obviously, people love making money. But um, like Tom, uh, he hit on it earlier. It's the whole decentralization of it. And the idea is it's online. Like, if you can connect to a VPN, if you can do anything, you can get around these things. Because like, Let's be real, businessmen, actors, movie stars, rock stars, even our own politicians have offshore bank accounts, right? Sure. Like, it's not like these are new problems in uh, the crypto space. These are problems that are in the regular yeah. money world anyways. So a lot of this is just like bullshit, right? Like, like oh, yeah, the crypto, they're going to bullshit. You can launder money like, bro, you can go to, like, there's a reason why they call it money laundering, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People buy laundry mats in restaurants and stuff to, like, launder their money, right? Like, yeah. If anything, I feel like it's even more traceable. Yeah, this is actually, it's harder, right? Because, like, everything's verifiable, right? Like, if I buy a business in cash from a shady guy, like, that's going to be hard to trace as opposed mm -hmm. to this being on a blockchain. I mean, there are services to get around that type of stuff. But you hit the nail on the head with like, uh, like Rick Sandman, like one of those fear mongers there. <laughs> Say that cryptocurrency is gonna, you know, like, you know, like drug trades gonna go like grow exponentially. Human oh, I'm, you know, like I said, people are gonna find a way, any way to do anything. Uh, I'm just, yeah. I just know the bullshit's coming. So that's just like a story that they're probably going to use. Well, yeah, and more to come. So there's like this is what they're going to use against like, you know, this pretty much. This is the same thing they use against like the fact that why they won't legalize weed. I mean, we we all know that shit too as well. So yeah. it's all politics. That's pretty much what that is. Because like, let's be real. Like, if you wanted to stop people from money laundering, you could stop people from money laundering. It's True. just the politicians themselves maybe into some stuff you know yeah 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 and um on the other side too like there's a lot of good like on the crypto side that like a lot of people a lot of people something a lot of people keep saying is like oh no it's just a bunch of rich tech bros trying to get richer cool there is that happening i'm not going to deny that that's one subset of crypto users but like what about in countries where currencies are getting destabilized like um there's like in Venezuela, like where there was hyperinflation, like literally there were people saving their life savings by converting it to crypto instead of like, could you imagine like one day you can buy everything you want and then the next day your money's worthless, right? Because like the entire economy crashes of your country. So now you're, you're investing in an asset that's not tied to like a local economy now. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think the US wants to probably uh regulate it is because the u.s dollar has traditionally been seen as a stable currency for the world to use so i could see why american politicians want to uh regulate it away and like you know they're going to use their fear-mongering tactics to do that but really mm -hmm. power right because they have they want to monopolize their currency's power yeah I, i'm so my thoughts it's not stopping it's so like these foundations have like like the foundation for all this that was put in place like you know in the late 70s uh, early 80s like before even the web uh 
by same people who who uh, have implemented this hard in JavaScript. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, it's it's crazy. I could send you guys over just a, a documentary on it, but it's just about how like the the people who are integral in like laying the foundation for what's currently going on right now. You know, and these guys really ambitious goal of like laying the foundation uh, for like giving people the ability to just like totally like just change everything like uh, take like the government out of everything and uh, that's like you know I, I think that we're seeing that right now as as wild as that might as that might sound crypto anarchism <laughs> yeah yeah but honestly I, yeah like i definitely see it being like the end game where like you don't really need all these different services because you can just transact with proof right like the whole idea of crypto was building a trustless system right mm -hmm. where you don't gotta trust somebody to do business with them because like kind of the example that i give a lot of people is um because like i recently well i say recently it's been a year now when I purchased my home, you know, I had to go through a real estate lawyer and had to pay them, you know, tens of thousands of dollars just to facilitate this transaction. Whereas what's the purpose of them? Like if I don't even need to trust the seller, the, trust, the seller doesn't need to trust the buyer when you're actually making these transactions on a blockchain that's verifiable. Because essentially you're just paying them to like, hey, come sign this. We'll file it with the courthouse. You're giving somebody like twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 to do that. Yep. Yeah, it's wild. That's all use case for NFTs too. Like, yeah. I think I, I, I'm not a big, like, I think, you know, NFT, it's just everyone looks at it as just digital media without mm -hmm. realizing that, like, that's how you embed contracts, uh, in, like, you know, uh, onto, like, directly on, in the blockchains. Uh, like, it's, it's literally just a way of embedding data you know, uh, on chain as opposed to just a specific token. And so I think in the next 10, you know, 20 years, all of these processes, like, you know, getting signatures and shit like that, mm -hmm. uh, that's all going to be <clears throat> like streamlined via like metadata, via, via NFTs, you know? I mean, like voting, the whole, voting in election. Yeah. Like, you know that's in, that's that's gonna be interesting. I think just because I got brothers who are lawyers, uh, like there's so much bullshit. Like you gotta like drive to the courthouse, you gotta like go and get this signature, and like there's just a ton of bullshit involved that could be uh, like streamlined. Um, and so yeah, I'm just interested to see where this all goes. And obviously there's money in finance so that's why that's really i'm like i'm not crazy about finance but i thought i mean it's just the business of money and to see like these new protocols pop up it was pretty clear to me early early on in my learnings that like oh this is just like serious this is the wave yeah 
yeah, and like this is where I need to focus for the next few years, even if I'm not like a crazy about finance or shit like that, you know? Kind of to piggyback on your idea of like NFTs and stuff like, Rick, I don't know if you're aware, but they're called DAOs, Decentralized Autonomous Organizations, and the oh. work. I thought you were talking about the Dow Jones for a second. Oh, okay. No, of course. Yeah. You know, you, know, you got you got your four hundred one k and stuff. You know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these DAOs, they're essentially groups, and like the way they work is like, hey, here are these NFTs, and if you own an NFT, you're a member of that DAO, and you could think of it as a company or a club or an organization. So like the the one that's popping right now is like the Board Apes Yacht Club, right? And you know they're not like a DAO DAO in that sense, but like. They're doing deals with Adidas, like they announced an Adidas collaboration. And so like each member of that DAO, you know, they'll probably see some type of revenue from that project or something like that. And okay. then there's another DAO that I'm a member of um, called, uh, oh yeah, Future bought, like the rapper Future bought uh, one of those apes. I think they're going for like 200,000 now, something absurd. Yeah. But uh, I'm a member of, uh, it's called Developer DAO, where it's just like a bunch of people that are interested in Web3 and like onboarding the next generation of Web3 users. Cause like, kind of like Tom mentioned earlier, like Ethereum gas fees make this stuff like unusable for like majority of the people, right? Like we're lucky that like, you know, we work in tech and stuff. So we're a little bit more hip to a lot of this stuff and how to get yeah. it. And also like, we generally have pretty good salaries in our industry. So like, you know, paying a gas fee on something isn't the end of the world. Whereas maybe a normal mom and pop uh, they're going to think twice about doing something when the gas fee is like, you know, in the hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. transaction. So we're working on things like um, just education, just like, hey, what about this? What about this? Building different um, experiments and stuff like that together. And so there, you'll see a lot of doubts pop up, I think. That's like another thing with um, NFTs, right? Like before, um, like if you worked, say you worked at a company and then you you work in the US, so you're making like, I don't know, $100,000 salary. But then somebody else with the same job at the same company might live in like Thailand and they might pay that Thai person $20,000 a year because of the cost of living being lower there. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is what's going on now. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. And what a lot of people are doing is like, oh, yeah, well, I'll just make my American money and live in Thailand. I just won't say anything, you know? Um, which is like the, dig- the whole digital nomad wave, right? Like, shout out mm-hmm. to, like, your boy be traveling, you know? Um, but, uh, so with these DAOs and a lot of these, uh, web three companies, they're just straight up saying like, oh, we'll just pay you a hundred ether to do this job a year or whatever. Like, we don't care where you live or anything. So now you have people living in third world countries making American money, right? Mm-hmm. American salaries, I should say. Not- but USD though, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it translates, you know? Yeah. So like you're changing like entire lives and communities now too. Totally changing lives. Even with the loan stuff. Yeah, with the loans, it's like... You, like, you know how hard is people get credit? Like, uh, the people they take loans out against their money? Mm-hmm. Uh, and as hard like as it is here, imagine in, like, other countries, like, it'd be, like, way more harder. Yes, or even to get into the U.S. markets. Say you want to buy Tesla stock and you're in, like, Brazil or something like that. Well, now you can use, like, a protocol like Mirror to just like get into that you know uh because to like purchase stock apple stock all the stuff like that uh things that were previously off limits 
So it's pretty much essentially a good way to get around a loophole, like a back door into the market without paying the fees. Or in our case, the taxi gas fees. Well, I don't even know about, like, it's just a, it's just a, a way into the market, you know? Yeah. Okay. It's like, like in, in a country that you would not have, act, like, you know, you wouldn't have the ability to just, like, invest in certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just provides that. I, you know, one thing I do want to touch on though is with DAOs. I'm interested in the space. I think the developer DAO that sounds like a real cool. It sounds like you guys are doing a lot of like awesome work there, and things are going super smooth. Uh, like it's it, it, it's an interesting on the DeFi side of things. Mm-hmm. Just in general, not even within specific DAOs, but there's a lot of people who are aren't like well versed in a lot of this technology. Mm-hmm. Who leading a lot of stuff? Yeah, that's and uh, and then so another thing is so with a DAO, like you don't need an NFT. But there's usually a governance token that mm-hmm. everybody will use to like vote on. So they wanted to, you know, build a new product or just any sort of change. Will they say, "Hey, like we're decentralized. <clears throat> Let's put it up for a vote." But you know, there might be like four or five people who have like sixty percent of the tokens. Yeah, you know, that's definitely at the top. At the top. So uh, the one guy from Agoric kind of summed it up nicely with the whole like uh like new job like same boss and shit like that like <laughs> there, there is a, a lot of stuff like that a lot of stuff like um i want to say it's Andreessen horowitz like the vc company like they bought like the majority of tokens out of like a certain dow and i'm like okay so you guys are just doing the same shit but you're saying you're pushing freedom and decentralization when really you're just throwing your money around like you used to for like the past, I don't know, like 20, 30, 40 years, however long they've been going. So it's definitely, yeah. you got to use your judgment, like, on how to do it. And like, ideally, like, there's like some type of mechanism where it's something like one person, one vote, instead of like how just how much money you throw at the problem. Uh, so basically, whoever has the most money has the most control in, in this case. Um, yeah, depending on like how the DAO operates. So how is it in, in the in yours, the developer DAO? So in developer DAO, um, I actually own two of the NFTs, but I still only get one vote. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, I mean, unless I do some weird stuff, like it's, it is possible to get around it, but mm-hmm. it's not worth it for me. Um, but yeah, like, so as we're doing it right now, um, we've actually shut down membership. Like, even if somebody sells you, their NFT, like you can't join right now. Like we closed it off for now because, like, we're working on some type of uh, token solution just to figure out. But like, we're not exactly sure how that'll look because these mm-hmm. are actually the same problems that we've discussed. We're like, yeah, like we don't want somebody, some millionaire, to show up and just like, oh yeah, we're just gonna take control of all of this. And now all you guys are the developers for my company, pretty much. Yeah. You know, shout out to you guys for doing that. You know, I, I, in the space, people don't take the time. You know, to, to like 
to 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 think these things out, you know. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's scary within, the, especially within DeFi. You know, like people are just losing so much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's gonna be interesting. I think that would be uh, it'd be fucked up if we didn't talk a little bit about hardened JavaScript and the things that are being made possible. Yeah, with, I think we're all JavaScript developers here. Yep. We are. Shout out to the anti-JavaScript JavaScript club. Hey, yeah, hell yeah, bro. I got my sweatshirt. My sweatshirt is drying right now. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess just to summarize, um, uh, are you guys familiar with access control lists? It's like, uh, it's like a way of it's like a, a way of like, I mean, websites use it just to make like make sure that there's no like malicious. They say like, okay, these certain people, yeah, these certain sites are able to, you know, interact. The calls are the four four threes. Is that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. directory and stuff uh, like that? Yeah. So, but that 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 forces you to kind of predict the future and like you know every use case you gotta. I guess maybe put a wild card in there to like lock everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even in the case of Ethereum smart contracts, if there's like an admin method, uh, they're making use of access control lists to like check for that specific contract address mm-hmm. before executing. And that's really been just the security model, like within all of programming. And there's um, a few people who uh, have been integral in it, but a lot of people on the Agoric team, so specifically like Mark Miller and Dean Tribble, uh, Chip Morningstar, I mean, Dan Connolly, uh, shout out to all those guys, um, Chris Hibbert, Kate Sills, like the work they're doing over there is really incredible. Shout out the whole squad. Um, yeah, everybody. So basically, the object capabilities model is uh, like basically a, a like, I don't want to say a rival model, but it's it's different than the access control list model. And what like I'm trying, I'm trying to think how to the, the best like summarize it. Uh, so in terms of, let's say in terms of NPM, when you run NPM install, right? You're installing thousands, like you're installing packages, but then those packages are installing packages. Yeah, it goes down and the Those packages home. are installing packages. Yes, and then you're giving people, so uh, one tool, it's called Lava Moat. It was actually built by the co-founder of MetaMask. So that whole, uh, like, uh, you know, just have the ability, like, have like for code to have the ability to interact with your code by default is turned off. So now you got to specify which modules. So you use a tool like Lava Mode, it'll scan your dependency graph, and then you'll configure, like, you know, you have a date functions library 
okay, like you, you basically configure which libraries you're like allowing within your program because otherwise what happens is like you end up giving access to your file system, you know, mm -hmm. to like a malicious, to like a malicious, malicious package. Pretty sure like Bitcoin keys were stolen shit, uh, back in the day through that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's all this, uh, it's called, I think it's principle of least authority. Mm -hmm. Uh and so what they're doing in JavaScript is, uh, you know, we all know the DOM, like the single threaded DOM. Mm -hmm. So a Gorex model, uh, it has a system of VATs, which are essentially like threads, but they all live within on their own. So a smart contract built on a Gorex is running, the code for that is running within its own JavaScript thread. And so, but so these VATs, like you have to have a reference to another VAT in order to call a method on it. Whereas within just regular JavaScript, any code can call any other function by yeah. default. Uh, so it totally like, eliminates that. Uh, and then also the same stuff with like, you know, uh, like a radar prototype and a radar prototype that map you can go in the browser change the behavior of that so it sends your date you know it iterates over the loop it, like you think it's performing the function transforming your array but it's actually before it does that it's sending your data off like like somewhere to somewhere that you're not supposed to be doing you know that it's not expected uh Due so to like one of those shady's NPMs, pretty much on the back end, they're just well, overriding it. I mean, even if you go in the browser right now in the console and you write array dot prototype dot map or whatever, yeah, you could set it. You could set it equal to an entirely new function. You know, provide the method. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so that's so why. They, um, that's why, like cores and like what is it? Uh, like I'm sure you've heard like when you were learning to code, like the whole uh, SQL injection attacks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of similar to that where like any code can run anywhere in, in the kind of traditional web kind of paradigm. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Tom, but the idea of this, like when you were talking about VATS, was it reminded me the way Apple does uh, their apps where you have to get whitelisted for apps to like interact with each other, like, this app can't interact with this app just without like a special permission. Yeah. Uh, yes. No, you need an, you need, you need, again, so the permission would be a reference to the object. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Oh, uh, this app wants to use your camera. Or this one use, wants to use your geolocation. Like you have to hit approve. So the same way it would need a reference to a different that. Otherwise it just can't interact with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's, that's like a way, uh, like a way to look at it. Uh, I think like it's so complex. We have to also like realize that you know this is like forty years of work. Yeah, that that, that has been going on in order to kind of build this system, and uh, so then you integrate the whole blockchain thing on it, like into the complexity of everything. 
but it's just, you know, it's so awesome that they chose JavaScript. Like, so everyone shits on JavaScript constantly. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Douglas Crockford, who's like a, he's like a famous program. So he was the one who influenced Mark Miller. Uh, he, he basically told him like, hey, I think the object capabilities model, like, I think JavaScript has, you know, has the things necessary in order to, you know, like pull off all caps, uh, like distributed JavaScript. And so then we started seeing things like the proxy API, right? That came mm -hmm. out. So Mark Miller co-authored that. And then, so, like, I had no idea this work was even going on. Object.freeze, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's all him, you know? Uh, so hardened JavaScript is just, it's like freezing the objects, you know? So mm -hmm. bad actors can go in there and just manipulate it, manipulate uh, what's going on, which is extremely important in smart contracts. Like right now on Ethereum, anybody can call the methods of a smart contract. Damn. That's not that's not possible uh, with the Goric system. And then the whole like reentrancy but uh, reentrancy with bugs, those are all totally eliminated. Uh, just because of the model, it's like it's just again it's totally different. There's like a use of invitations. So you need like an invitation to perform a transaction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, again, I'm oversimplifying the shit out of it. Yeah. But yeah, we all gotta, we gotta watch that space, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like the next wave, man. You, Tommy, you've been putting us on gold the whole night. Bro, I'm saying like, I, there's a lot of, uh, when I started getting back into like Web3, it reminded me of like when I was a kid, like learning to code, not like professionally as like a web developer, but like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, HTML, cool. I, I put this on the page. Like, you know that hype you used to feel? Like, mm -hmm. I'm definitely feeling yeah. that Web3. Or that Whereas, MySpace hype? Yeah, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, look, I can make it snow during Christmas or whatever on your MySpace page, you know? Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, now when you're learning like Web2 stuff, it's like, cool, here's the new version of React. Here are the new APIs. Like, all right, this is cool, you know. But like, so it's slightly faster. The bundle size is lighter. Yeah, it's yeah. Like but this, this is actually more exciting than yeah. anything else. Yeah, like it gives you that kind of like drive to like learn again. Whereas mm -hmm. like the other, like for me personally, like all the Web two stuff I'm learning, it's like all right, just like career progression. Like this isn't necessarily like what I want to learn. But I'm like, all right, if I want to get paid more, I need to learn X Y Z things. Whereas this Web3 stuff, it's like, you kind of have that mission as well. Where it's like, yo, like, we're actually helping people. And there's obviously... Sure, exactly. There's, mm -hmm. that, there's pros and cons to everything, but, like, I definitely feel hyped when I'm doing this shit. Yeah, I think there's more pros. And yeah. it's definitely giving back to people. Mm -hmm. uh, like, uh, that's a huge part of it, why I'm kind of hyped on it. Uh, and, and there's also, like... um kind of something in Web3 that like a lot of people, I don't know, like if you ever got addicted to one of those like cell phone games where like you pay to win, 
Rick, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, plenty of them. So, like, there's the opposite now. There's games that pay you to, like, be good at the game and stuff like that now. Like, they'll just give you crypto, and it's called play to earn now instead of pay to mm-hmm. win. So, like, that's, like, something in the Web3 space as well where, like, people just play this game because it's fun, and, like, you know, you have your in-game currency. Mm-hmm. Because it's, but like, you, can actually, you can actually translate that currency over? I mean, it's yeah, kind of like... Yeah, but like you can sell it though. Like instead of buying your VC, you can mm-hmm. sell your VC too. And like, so somebody could be like, hey, I'll give you this much money for it. So like, there's that whole market of like your VC now. So like, you can do that. Wild. That's wild, no right there. Loss, no loss lottery, stuff like that. Okay. Again, it's so early in the space. So like, we're just starting to see things. Uh, but um, like, I think it's called Pool Together. Um, I'll you. <laughs> you know, yo, I actually won one of them. Oh yeah, how much you win? If you don't mind, uh, like I, I don't even know, maybe like a thousand dollars or something. Yeah, it was it was cool, uh, but this so the idea of it is like you deposit. So it's a no loss lottery, so it can just use your fun. So. You can buy tickets, like you deposit a cryptocurrency, like DAI or USDC, or there's a bunch of different markets. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how they generate the interest, but they basically use the pooled funds to like generate a shit ton of interest, which they then raffle off to uh, one of the individuals within the pool. Yep. So, like, when you join the pool, you get tickets. So, if you put like a thousand USDC, right, you get a thousand tickets. And yeah, it's just, and then, so you got, you know, you got a thousand chances. There might be a million tickets in there. Yeah. So, like, your chances aren't great, but it, it it's no loss. So, all you got to do is just cash out and you get your thousand right back. So it's like a free lottery ticket. Yeah. Remember, actually, we were me and Rick. We were just talking about like the actual like normal lottery before this. Mm-hmm. Rick won a, a sneakers app uh, drop, and I was like, "Dude, you should buy a lottery ticket." And he's like, I, yeah. said, I, don't, "I don't play lottery. That's bullshit." But That's like, yeah, though, like you don't lose your money because they just use the interest generated to give it away. But then you mm-hmm. can take your ticket price back. That's genius, though. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, lost uh, lottery. Yeah. No loss. I already wrote that down too as well, man. I got to figure out how to play that. We got we got to talk to him about that one. No yeah. loss lottery. Pooltogether.com. Wow. Yeah, we could send a bunch of links. There's so much stuff going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Like these, it's an exciting time, you know. Hey, it's a great time to be alive, man. For sure, for sure. All right, so here we are in the space. You, you mentioned we're in the early stages. When do you feel like we're going to be in the peak of this Web3 space? We're talking like 5, 10, 15 years from now. We're talking like uh, we'll be the old people to our grandchildren when they're really in this shit. I would say, personally, my opinion is, um, and like different people have different opinions of like when Web2 started. I would say Web2 started around probably 2005-ish. Um, I, I like to think of it as when um, Microsoft came up with the XHR request API. So you mm. can sync stuff. Because mm-hmm. before, like, you know, if you go to one page to the next, you literally loaded a brand new page. Yeah. 
So I forget, I, I want to say that was around 2005, but for the purpose of this conversation, let's say that was when it came out. It's been 15 years for like Web 2 to hit its peak. Mm -hmm. I don't think Web 3, no, Web 3 has um, a lot of differences. Like it's not user-friendly, kind of like uh, Tom mentioned with like gas fees and stuff like that. So that'll probably hurt its adoption. But on the flip side, technology adoption gets faster and faster as we move into the future. So I'm thinking probably in the next 10 10 years, like there's a lot of um, different side chains and different um, blockchains that are being made with like low to no gas fees or negligible gas fees. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge barrier to entry. Um, I haven't read too much into it, but like there's all these talks about Ethereum 2.0, which should help solve a lot of. Uh, I've heard of that too. So just depending on how people can figure shit out to like lower the barrier of entry. Cause like, Back in 2005, like going to Web 2.0, people didn't even realize you just go to Google.com or you, you just go to the website like you used to. Like they didn't, an average consumer didn't realize necessarily that, oh, wow, this is Web 2.0 versus 1.0. Mm -hmm. So the sooner we can lock down that kind of transition, then like it'll probably happen overnight once that transition has been made. Because like you remember MapQuest, like you have to, you click like the North, East, South, West button and it would load an entire brand new page. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I had to print it out for my mom's. Yeah, as yeah, opposed to like now, like Google Maps <laughs> or whatever, you're just dragging everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. That's yeah, crazy, man. Your maps are crazy. When I think about... <laughs> maps are crazy. Like, having a big old map, like trying to fucking drive. Yeah, yeah. Like, my mom used to say, what, what, what the page say? What street? All right. <laughs> and then you had a, like, if it was a long ass trip, you got like two, three pages of paper. Stapled together. No, Even no before that, though, like before MapQuest, physical. Like, I don't know how they did that shit. You you had to know the the, the, <laughs> the way of the world. You had to know all the streets or some shit. Just I don't know how you survive with just a map and going across. <laughs> yeah. Very like terrible. I'm just going west. It's <laughs> a fucking up. huge map, yo. <laughs> I'm just going west. So, you know it's crazy. Like people on boats. Like back in the day, like when they discovered the new world and stuff. I was going to say, that's how America was discovered yeah. by, uh, well. They just followed the stars, right? Isn't that like the way? Cause like these, they were trying to go to Spain. Yeah. <laughs> and they had like, you're like, damn, this shit taking a while. Oh, <laughs> shit, this must be Spain right here. And then, you know, Ponce de Leon was looking for, I mean, he was searching the islands and he discovered Florida. And, and then, you know. The Fountain of Youth. Yeah. Which is in St. Petersburg. Mm -hmm. I think they found they found Rio like pretty early on too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, just because the city's old as old as fuck. Uh, but yeah, that, I think that shit's mad funny. Just like well, first off, like the whole Columbus shit too, didn't he? Like he just like deemed himself a sea captain. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He was just like calling himself like a sea navigator. He was just the loudest was, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just like talked his way and all that shit, you know. Uh, he's getting given chips, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I find all that shit kind of super fucking fascinating. Even yeah. now, I do the southern. I'm in the southern hemisphere. Like I'm looking mm -hmm. at the moon. It's like we're you know all over the place, but I'm looking at the moon and shit like upside down from you, from you guys. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and there's like a totally different solar system, or not solar system, but a totally different like stars and shit like that. Like the toilets spin the opposite way, don't they? Yo, I that could be. I, I haven't even inspected uh, like <laughs> that. The Simpsons or something where they said like, yeah, toilets are the opposite in Australia. Because <laughs> like, oh, shit. like they're from us. So like, you know, I mean, it, it could be, uh, it totally could be like, shit's totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I wish we kind of taking a look, not going down a rabbit hole, but like, just the whole like, no- Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere. Like, mm-hmm. and if you're in like the exact, I don't know, some weird shit that like, if you're in like the middle of the ocean at like, uh, like the meeting of them, I don't know, I can't think of what the fucking fact was. But it was some shit that blew my mind. I mean, it's the, I actually bought a telescope over the weekend. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. Over the weekend, I got this fucking star sense in South Australia. <laughs> I got to set up. It probably takes me like hours. Uh, but basically, I'm your guy. If you guys need fucking intel on the cosmos, or, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, we need we need our eyes on the oh, south okay. south hemisphere skies, oh, Southern Cross. Yeah, uh, and yeah. also sh- shout out Cosmos Blockchain negligible fees. Yeah, you guys gotta check that one out. Which is Gork right. run on? Oh yeah, is you know? that cool? Yeah, Gork is built on Cosmos. Uh, a lot of cool shit goes on over there without transaction fees, and just the ecosystems. People are more like. More collaborative, yeah, yeah. That matters. Like at the end of the day, if you like working with certain people, you're gonna like go further rather than being like, oh, I have to work with people. Like, oh, damn, I gotta do this shit with me. Who? Oh, stifles innovation. Like, like, like that type of shit stifles innovation. Like, oh yeah. I don't know, people can just get, can fuck shit up and in the web, like I'm like, like self-taught with all this shit. And like, I don't know, I was lucky enough to kind of just, I guess, connect with Mahu, like through Twitter, use well, Rick, like for the sake of just like connecting with people who uh, can help me better, like my understanding of technology, Mm -hmm. just like grow shit like that and I don't know like people I, I don't get on well with people who are like I get companies you see this shit all the time they don't want to move to a, a specific technology because of their own biases you know no. like, they might not understand something like like state machines or shit like that it's, it's like the old the old man like I don't like change I'm pretty sure everybody's encountered that old man before. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. But, uh, old man yells at the cloud, that meme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back in my day, we had, ex- <laughs> we had our Ajax calls. We had to manipulate. I got promises <laughs> and observables and shit. But yeah, man, Like I feel like it's a new wave. And I'm interested I want to learn more. Um, checked out some of that documentary you sent me. I'm also I read a shit ton last night about hardened JavaScript stuff that I did not know. 
and like how JavaScript is actually broken down. Because like you guys said, like we just do web, me and Mayhole just do web two shit. So at the end of the day, we're just dealing with how we're going to style this page, how we're going to transform this data, pretty much it, complete our task. We'll learn what we have to learn to make more money in our next level. But this is actually fascinating and groundbreaking. This is something that's like intriguing. It's like we're, we're part of history, essentially. Yeah, it's like some groundbreaking shit we're working on. Yeah. You're super lucky because you got to bet on JS, you know? And I mean, uh, it's proven itself so far. Yeah. We could have took the Java yeah. route. Could have took C sharp route. <laughs> I just like that. I mean, I'm way late to the party. Like, I didn't start until probably 2013. That's mm-hmm. that how same around the same time. Yeah, I, started, hey. I, started, I started writing any code though. Oh, okay, yeah. I used to do uh, stuff and like WordPress templates and stuff like that before, but like I wasn't an engineer engineer until 2013-2014. Yeah, I just fell yeah. through school, fell through computer science, and eventually I just picked up JavaScript and we just went from there. Yeah, I just found the web. Like, I did graphic design before it. I just totally bullshit at the college I was going to and, like, was the graphic designer for the cat or their cafeteria. Just, like, <laughs> totally lied and, like, said, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah no, I know how to do all this shit. <laughs> and then, uh, but I got, I got, I was solid with it quickly. And so I'm like, oh, fuck. Whoa. Like, that, like, like the you know to sum it up quickly that just led to me seeing the web and just being like fuck yo what applicable skills do i have to like the real world that's gonna like make me money mm-hmm. uh and then yeah you saw the web moving and i was like whoa if i like design you know like what's the worst thing like let's just try it out yeah and then as mo was talking about like when you make shit happen on a page yeah like I'm like making the browsers bigger and smaller and shit, and just like watching it move, and being all pumped about it. Yeah. And now what? Like seven years later, eight years later, I'm here. Yeah, dude, we're coming up on a decade. Damn, we are coming up on a decade of writing code. Professionally, yeah. Fuck. It's still young, though, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, you guys I mean, should watch I- the game tonight. Yeah, I'm going to watch you guys beat them shitty Saints. I uh, don't like them. I hate them. Um, so hopefully uh, the Cowboys bounce back. Um, yeah, I got C.D. Lamb on my fantasy football team, too. So I need him to. I got, I got yeah, I'm a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Lamb, I'm a, I'm a guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I see the – I thought I was going to say you got the Dez or you got the Lamb, but, you know, you got the no, Lamb. No, bro, I got the Lamb. Okay. You updated. Okay. There we go, bro. He's a beast. Yeah, so I need you guys to uh, beat the shit out of the Saints because I hate the Saints. Uh, we we probably going to lose Sunday, but I'm going to the game, of course. We play the Buccaneers. Uh, yeah. Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz yeah, yeah. Going to the Benz. How is it there? It's pretty it's, – I'm not going to lie. This shit looks like a fucking spaceship. Like, it looks like it's just like a spaceship smack that in the middle of the city. It's um it's pretty cool. It's a retractable roof, but for some weird reason, um, like I want to say when we played the Washington football team, they opened up the roof and it was like sixty degrees, fifty degrees outside. Don't know why it was cold as shit. But um, we got out. We lost. We lost by the way. So that was even worse. 
But it's pretty cool. It's a retractable roof. Um, they got Chick Fil A inside, but they're only open on Thursday and Monday night game and Sunday night, and <laughs> which is which, which is weird as shit. But it, it, it hits even better. Like, oh, dude, I last game I went the Patriots game, which I love early third quarter. Um, we were going to Chick Fil A. We got there early, like eight o'clock. Man, that line was like probably like forty people in line. I knew it was so bad. Probably like the thirty fifth person was Steve Smith, the the old uh, wide receiver. He was standing in line. I was like, "Oh hell no, I'm not standing in line. I'm not. I'm not standing in line for Chick Fil A." But yeah, that's how did it looks. Did you say without the Steve? Was it actually Steve Smith? It was Steve Smith. It was actually Steve you dab, Smith. You dab him up? I didn't dab him up because he looked pissed for standing in line too. So I just kept walking. <laughs> I just kept walking. Yeah, that's how it looks. It looks like a spaceship. Word. You didn't have the final four there. Did they have the final four? Uh, I think so. I know they got the SEC championship there um, every year. Um, well, that's actually next week. But uh, yeah, and of course, all the soccer games. They're doing um the World Cup. They're doing some of the matches, like not the final final, but like they're mm-hmm. doing some of the the World Cup matches here. Oh dang! Go Buccaneers! Hey, get that off the screen, man! <laughs> <laughs> get that off the screen! <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's definitely different. You got to make a trip out here to come see the stadium, if anything. I, I never been down to I never been down to Atlanta. I really kind of stayed in the, the Northeast. Besides being down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, how are the fans? So I've been to Philly a bunch. Soccer games, they're thick. All right, the Falcons fans, they will not show up if you are not winning for shit. Like, that's the way we boycott shit. Faithful fans, we go show up and we, we watch this bullshit every Sunday because we just here. We just stand down. But uh, other fans, a lot of Falcons fans, I hate to say it, some of them are fair weather. Most of them are just like, oh, they playing like trash. I'm not putting no effort into these boys. Yeah, because well, that first so, game of the season is always packed. And yeah, after that, wild. it goes downhill. Yeah. I mean, the reason – I will say the reason why it's not as thick as it once was is because of our own uh, – the owner, Arthur Blank. He just implemented that PSL bullshit. A lot of, like, the actual Falcons fans are, like, blue-collar fans, you know – just your everyday people, and then out of nowhere, you're like, "Yo, I need a PSL for this new stadium in order for you to get a seat, and then pay for the right for season tickets." Mm-hmm. I had season tickets the last two years of the Georgia Dome, and that shit was packed every game. But mm-hmm. it was just after that, I was like, "I'm not paying for no fucking PSLs because this shit is worthless." So I didn't get a, I didn't get a season ticket. Now they got rid of it, so I'm getting season tickets this off season. Yeah. Boy, that's crazy! You could get them. Uh, we gotta talk about how big you guys are. Huge soccer! I remember you huge soccer fans like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! 2018 World Champion, National Champions. You know, National Champion. MLS. Yeah, champions. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. Be careful down here for talking about that type of shit. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I know, I, I know, I know. Yeah, I, you can talk out loud down there about football. I, bo- I boast the shit. Yeah, football, fucking. It's not. Yeah, football, Americana. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you, you into know, so like, rare? What? Are you into so rare? Um 
a little bit. Like I, I know of it, you know. It's um, uh, soccer cards. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a podcast on it. I play FIFA. I got Kimmich right there, bro. And Lewandowski. I I play with Bayern strictly. I don't play. Uh, I just play the online shit. Yeah, and then they have like it's like fantasy soccer and everything, and it's all with your NFTs. Like it's pretty dope. Well, yeah, Hulk. I think he's a pretty he's a pretty wild guy. Not in a oh, great way. Dope. Yeah, so Yo, a Davies, Canadian dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, he's a he's a beast. I gotta check it out. Yo, and Yo Griezmann, that guy in the bottom, three kids, bro, all born on the exact same day, different ages, born on the exact <laughs> same day. What? Yeah. <laughs> got like like a five year old, like a two year old, now like a like a. Totally <laughs> Yo, so he pretty yeah. much he got two Christmases basically. He just Yo, three, bro. How crazy is that? Three kids, same day. Man, those are some wonder babies right there. Three kids, same day. Yeah, yeah. I saw a comment about like how he he gets away with he only has to plan one birthday party. You know? <laughs> yeah, he, he, that's genius. Yeah, <laughs> yo, it's wild. Uh, oh, you like so- are you a big soccer guy? Um, not big into it. I used to play um in college uh, pro Evo soccer on PS2 back in those days, and then um just you know with the Atlanta United soccer team being good, I'm like a casual. But it's fun. you watch like the because I know NYFC is like people were kind of like were into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'll watch like, uh, MLS. And then, um, what's that show on Apple TV? That soccer show? It's like uh, oh, fuck Ted Lasso. I yeah, it's just great. Right. <laughs> now, soccer you, culture you, is cool. It's just like I'm so happy that like America is like into soccer culture now. Like growing yeah, up, yeah. there was like zero soccer culture. Mm. It's like I even in college, I watched that movie, uh, Green Street Hooligans. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. It's uh, Elijah Woods, and he's like a reporter, and he moves to England. And he's just hanging out with like, like you know, like about like uh, they call them firms, like the soccer fans, and they like roll like gangs out there. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, so like he's like hanging out with them and shit. It's a good movie. It's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, I think he, I... he, 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 fuck, my bad. Oh, go ahead, man. No, I was gonna say they go fucking nuts, bro. Every day I'm hearing fucking pans getting like getting fucking hit and shit. People are yelling different team names out. Like they just had like the South American Champions Cup or uh, Champions League shit mm-hmm. on Sunday, like but just not UEFA, like a Libertadores, uh, and fucking Flamengo. No, they lost. They had the Palmeiras, uh, but like yeah, people are just crocking crazy about the shit You're here. Wild, dude. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many teams. What? People die over this shit. Yeah, I mean, Green Street Hooligans. You gotta watch that. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you if you this. So the one dude from the team that I gotta support, be my girl's family, uh, Bashka. Uh, so this dude Talis Magno. I don't know if you heard of him, but check him out. 
So he came up here. Uh, Talis Magno, he's fucking beast. Um, and he's been doing his thing up there. How do you spell it? Talis. T A L E S. But you're good. You, you, I mean, all right. Just type in mag like space like M A G and uh. Yeah, we judging your typing skills. Let's get it. Yeah, this dude, she got the Vasco jersey on right there. Okay, okay. My boy, cool. So, so we support down here. That okay, okay. question it since he's been up there. Okay. This is pretty cool. I mean, it, it's kind of like I compare like sometimes oh, like, real shit. football to like college football and how like die hard and just being like so many teams and shit like that too as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many low teams. Yeah. And people take charges for their teams. They they willing to fight for this shit, all yeah. type of shit. You remember back in the, it was like um, some white guy um, po- poisoned like some famous tree ah, at the Auburn bro. campus. Harvey <laughs> yeah, and they said they said you. You say, like, sir, do you know that's a crime? He's like, huh? Yeah, I do. Roll tide. Yeah. <laughs> you think they think I care? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put Spike eighty DF in him. He told on himself. He told on himself. He called the radio station <laughs> and told on himself. They said it's a crime. He said, I don't care. Roll Tide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they put a, a scam Newton jersey on Bear Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to send you the clippings? Oh, scam Newton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's my favorite shit ever. That is, that is my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I always compare like the faithfulness of fans, like because I'll be real, college football fans yeah. go harder than NFL fans. Certain teams or certain teams in certain areas that you live in, because it's a college, it's hella college, uh, yeah. it's hella college, uh, like shit everywhere you are. Oh yeah, yeah, college football is crazy, and they just dump at players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I, it was funny. I was talking to my homeboy about this because he was telling me how um, I guess Brian Kelly, whatever the new LSU coach, is getting like fifteen million dollars. He was like, "Yo, Rick, I told you this is where the college coach is at. They getting paid." I was like, "Well, when you ain't got to pay the slate, oh, I mean the student athletes. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of money left or left there, man. It's just crazy, man." It, it, no, it is crazy. Penn State's coach, like the fucking his like contract details. I'm gonna try to pull them up. Uh, Wasn't like a ten like, year, ten mil, like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, dude, it's fucking. And that's uh, minus bonuses. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, dude, so it's fifty grand, fifty grand a year, and then six point five million supplemental pay. And then, yeah, just like, just crazy bonuses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like win the division, win Big Ten championship. You know, Harbaugh made him half a million dollars for beating uh, Ohio State as a bonus this past week. Oh, really? Then he gets a million if he wins the championship this week. <laughs> well, bro, I mean, that guy fucking has done anything but win since he's been at Michigan. I feel. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, it's the first time. Like you, you know, it's bad when Juwan Howard come on the field and cries when you <laughs> when you beat Ohio State. He cries like 
this is the first time he ever beat Ohio State. I don't even remember the last time they they beat Ohio State, which is crazy. But I will say this: the cool thing he's doing is um he's donating all his bonus money to all the employees, pretty much because they had like a ten to twenty percent reduction in their pay due to the pandemic last year. So like he's allocating that money to all those employees. So every bonus he he makes, yeah, Harbaugh wins. Word, that's cool. Remember the Harbaugh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the power went out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, the uh, New Orleans, uh, the stadium. Yeah. Where where was that at? That was in uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Word, damn! I didn't realize they they allowed the Superdome to have that shit. Uh, <laughs> infrastructure Yo, what a mess that would have must have been down there oh yeah yeah what's the real shit show yeah i was asking about the fans before just because like so i'm philly dude and, like even in new york kansas city and shit like that baltimore bro mm-hmm. you get fucked up I, like, I, you know i know what you mean i will say Going to the away game as a Falcons fan, the Falcons fans band. I love those fans more than anything else. Um, me and my homeboy Pierre almost got kicked out of a, a, a at the time the Washington Redskins team uh, stadium. Pretty much for talking so much shit, but uh, it was like there was one section I didn't know, like one section where all the Falcons were, and we were in like nothing but the Washington football team, like the main section behind the field goal post. Getting almost got kicked out for talking so much shit. Ironically, we sat next to a Cowboys fan who was rooting for uh, the Falcons. He was like, "Yeah, I root for every team that goes up against these." Because his wife was yeah. a uh, his wife's a Redskins, well, a Washington <laughs> football team fan. So he had season tickets because of that. So I was like, "You pay them to come to these games?" He was like, "Yeah, I just root against them. You giving them money?" So yeah, we almost got kicked out for talking so much shit. I was saying they're the Maryland Redskins because we were in Maryland. Uh man, that was a good day, and we won. Definitely not a Dirt Paul Redskins fan. You see that picture of like the guy wearing the, the cleats? It was like it was like a viral like tweet. It was like this girl went on a date with this dude in a Redskins game. Bro, and he wore like the fuck. He wore cleats, dude. He had like, to the game. Bro, <laughs> 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 you got that? Like, uh, you see that? I've never seen that shit before. My man wore cleats to a game. I've never seen that before. I've seen I've seen like people in full blown falcon bird suits going to games. I've never seen cleats. <laughs> Yo, I think this shit's so crazy. Like I do the turkey heads on Thanksgiving. I I just like, people are crazy. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so I will say going to a away game as Falcons fans, you're talking shit. It's fun. Um, but I have not been my my dream to go to like a New Orleans game as a Falcons fan and then uh talk the most shit and then eat gumbo that night. Yeah, you can't really do that in like Philly as like a, a Cowboys fan. Yeah, yeah. How you get the fuck you get jumped? Like people literally die over that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. My my home. I asked my homeboy. It's like a couple years back when the Falcons played the uh, Eagles. And I was like, yo, you want to go up there? He was like, Rick, I can't go with you. I was like, why? He was like, because they're going to try to fight you. And I'm about to make a decision. Do I fight my own fans or do I help them? <laughs> yeah, that would be miserable for your boy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Because he said they might fight me if I'm trying to defend you. <laughs> dude, they, they're ruthless, bro. The derp, they're super. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm extra biased against them. Mm-hmm. I get my brothers are Eagles fans, though. I honestly don't know how I ended up being a Cowboys fan, really. I think it was one of those things where you get like a starter jacket as a little kid. And you know, mm, it's a cool ass star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I stuck with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but like, I got, if there's some shit on the line, like the only time it's cool to go to an Eagles Cowboys game and rock Cowboys gear is if it's like, does if it does not mean shit, you know? Yeah, end of the season, Eagles already out the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Like I went to fucking. Uh, wait, wait, it was like 2016. That was my last Eagles Cowboys game uh, on New Year's Day, I think. And yeah, it was just like we, yeah, uh, like everybody was cool. Oh, nobody tried to fuck me up. No, yeah, it was yeah. Just yeah. like a, a rare occurrence being there. But yeah, yeah. So sounds our lives are pretty good, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, we've been going for like, damn, we're going for two hours now. Yeah, might have a new record, man. Yo, it was very nice. Oh, I gotta, I gotta eat my pregame. I gotta eat my pregame meal. I gotta go. Oh, do you think, man? Hey, look, I, I, I totally understand, man. Balls. Hey, look, it's Thursday, man. Hey, <laughs> I'm rooting for your team. I hope you beat the shitty Saints. Yo, I'm, um, thinking about the, I'm thinking about the bird suit. Oh, the bird suit. <laughs> like, hey, hey, that bird suit's kind of old now, isn't it? A cowboy, just straight up full, cow- like an actual cowboy, like costume. Oh. Is the game? Where's the game tonight? Is it in uh, Texas? Nah, I think I, I don't know. You guys had like a lot of home games, didn't you? Recently, I think it, it might be in New Orleans. If it's in New Orleans, uh, that, that's just gonna be live. Gonna be, uh, I don't know, bro, because you get fucked up too. Just because, like, outside of America, it's like, what's well, the Saints versus Cowboys? I don't know if that's fucking cut the Saints at Cowboys or mm-hmm. you know, it's, like, at, it's in New Orleans. It is okay, yeah. whatever. That's fine, bro. That's not a far trip from Dallas. Yeah, and plus, we tra- you, you, we travel you, tra- well. you guys travel, travel very well. You guys are like Packers fans, Brown. Bears fans, which they travel a lot. Um, Detroit fans travel, surprisingly. Or they just stuck wherever they are, and they just go to see the Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Detroit goes see their games. The Browns fans do the same thing, too. But, you know, they're the most faithful fans ever, man. I'm going to be real. Like, you riding with a team, they go 0-16. Yeah, yeah, respect. You know, That's a lot of respect I mean, right there. Yeah, I, mean, I catch a lot of fact for being a Cowboys fan, even though, like, I was born in 92. So, my conscious, I like, like for everything I was conscious for, they didn't do shit, you know? Yeah. I got, like, I watched them just fuck up every year. So, you, you, know? you pretty much, you've been with them when they're down, basically. So, whenever the they do come up, time, dude, you were there. Romo fumbled, like, fucking snap. Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. And we got, like, the fucking, the, the Daz. What the was Daz it? non-catch. The football, yeah, against the pass. Yeah, which was uh, a catch. We were supposed yeah, to play you guys in the NFC Championship that year. Yeah, it's total bullshit. But we look good now. I like that. You know, I like that. I like Zeke. 
Micah Parsons is a fucking beast. Oh, yeah, yeah. He a beast. He a beast. He's the reason why you guys are playing. Pennsylvania. But yeah, D-Lions hurt, too. But, hey, guys. I got yeah. a, there's someone at my door. So We'll handle that. Oh, yeah. Go handle that, man. Yeah. Yo, but it's nice, continue. It nice talking to you guys. Yeah, we got to keep this keep this going. Oh, yeah, yeah. We definitely got to keep this going. Another time, man. Another time. Um. For the sake of uh, Mehul's guests, you want to wrap it up, Mehul, or how's it? I mean, you guys can continue. I'm just gonna dip out. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Do you think? Do you think? I'll wrap it up later. Yeah, I'm gonna dip. Well, if you, I I gotta dip also. Oh, all right, man. All right, Tom. Well, all right, Rick. I'll hit you up, bud. Hey, hit me up, man. Let's definitely talk more, man. I'm definitely gonna do a shit ton of research tonight on this modern JavaScript. So I definitely want to have another conversation with you. Yeah, we got all the time in the world. All right, cool, man. Appreciate you stopping by. Anything you want to plug in before you leave? Yo, found my SoundCloud. uh, (laughs) No, I'm good, man. Uh, All right, man. Bet on JavaScript. And yeah, shout out to Gork. All right, peace. All right, everybody. Everybody left me, so I'm going to sign off alone. So, uh, hey, be sure to like, subscribe, do your thing, comment, talk shit. Uh, Engagement. Engagement is the biggest thing for us. Um, Long as we help one individual, hey, man, we did a good job. So, appreciate you guys stopping by. Catch you next time. Go on. Is it gone?